Welcome to The Real Game, a podcast by coaches for coaches. I am your host, Matt Philbrick. Welcome back to this episode of The Real Game. I hope everybody's had a great weekend. It is, it's been a beautiful weekend, actually. We've had a, a hot streak here of a, two or three weeks of really hot weather, and then the last couple of days have been beautiful. It's been nice to get out and enjoy some of the, the nicer weather. Uh, it's going to get hot again this week, but thankfully we're inside where it's cool. And uh, I am joined tonight by a good friend of mine, uh, his name's Brian. I'll introduce him in a second. But working in the school that I work in, I know I've mentioned a few times that I'm an athletic director at a small private Christian school in southeastern Pennsylvania. I've gotten to know some of the other athletic directors and coaches that I work with and coach against here and there. Uh, Brian and I have struck up a pretty good friendship over the last few years. Uh, Brian, you are currently at Bethlehem Christian School. Uh, in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, correct? That is correct, yes. So why don't you just introduce yourself a little bit, Brian, and uh, tell us a little bit about your coaching journey and kind of how you ended up where you're where you're at now, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, sure. So uh, my journey is, uh, is interesting. Um, I uh, played college baseball for two years uh, at the University of Valley Forge, uh, and then uh, graduated from, from UVF and nine years later found myself back at the University of Valley Forge, uh, good friends with John Mack. Uh, he was the athletic director there and head basketball coach at Valley Forge for, uh, almost 17 years. Okay. And, uh, he reached out to me and said, Hey, uh, I'm, you know, I remember you, uh, we kept mm-hmm. in contact for, for all those years after, and, uh, I've got a position that is open, uh, for the uh, sports information director uh, okay. job at the school. And then it turned into the head baseball coach uh, position as well. So um, I, I've always loved sports and uh, had a, a huge heart for, for teenagers and being around teenagers and just investing into them. Mm-hmm. And uh, this gave me an opportunity to continue being around teenagers, but also fulfill that other side of, of something that I love, which is, which is athletics, which is sports. Mm-hmm. Um, so the SID, the sports information director role really opened my eyes to all aspects of college athletics. Um, I learned the ins and outs of college volleyball, college soccer. (laughs) Um, I can stat a volleyball game, um, just by using keystrokes. Um, and, uh, and, uh, it's just a ton of fun. And, um, you know, after three years at Valley Forge, uh, I just kind of felt uh, I, I really wanted to be back in uh, helping teenagers and being around teenagers. So the college yep. kids are great. It's a different animal. Recruiting uh, is a beast uh, sure. at college. And so I really wanted to be around teenagers again. And so just started throwing my name in the hat. And um, when the time came, uh, I found the position at Bethlehem Christian. And um, thank you so much to Dr. Hillman and John Wilson and the board there at BCS for taking a shot, taking a flyer on me. And, mm-hmm. uh, um, and yeah, so I just finished my third year at Bethlehem Christian. Excellent. Excellent. And I can say firsthand that you're a great guy. You're a hard worker. You've done a great job there at Bethlehem. You've built their sports programs up uh, considerably over the last couple of years. Um, 
I know when you first started there, the basketball program, and I, I refer to basketball a lot because it's what I coach, but um, the basketball program was kind of in the gutter and they're nothing there right now. They're, they're nothing to be messed with. So um, the, the guys are doing a great job. Your coaching staff's doing a good job. Um, so kudos to you for, for really building things up there. That's great. And I did have, uh, you mentioned John Mack. I don't know if you listened to the episode. I had him on one of my episodes. Oh, nice. Um, he, uh, he was a great, he was a great guy to have on here. I enjoyed listening to his philosophy. We talked a lot about team culture mm-hmm. and the things that he's doing there at, at Lancaster Bible College. So that yeah. was a, it was a good episode for sure. So what we're going to do today is focus on coaches and ADs. So you and I, you know, we've, We've been both. Um, mm-hmm. I'm currently coaching and athletic director. Are you coaching anything right now? I'm not. No. Huh? Okay. So you're just in the AD role, but you have a, a ton of coaching experience. Right. Um, the, it, it, interesting dynamics because coaches, you know, we don't really like to be told what to do. Like yeah. most coaches, they want to just be left alone to coach, to do their thing. Mm-hmm. And then you have these, then you have athletic directors and, and then we're kind of responsible, you know, to oversee that, that group of people and, and sometimes tell them what to do or what not to do. And so I'm just kind of interested today in hearing your take on some of that dynamic and yeah. how maybe you've made that work. Um, maybe some, some do's and maybe even some don't do's at times, yeah. um, things, things you've kind of learned along the way. So yeah. just, just kind of to start us off a little bit in your opinion, what are some of the key responsibilities of coach and how do they align with that, with the role of the athletic director? Yeah. So, um, yeah, one of the big things that I stress to my coaches is that, um, this is, this is your team. I'm not running your team. Um, I I don't want parents emailing me, uh, Hey, practice canceled tonight. (laughs) Um, I want you to take responsibility and run your team. Right. Uh, So, you know, because especially like in the fall, when, when we're getting started and things are getting ramped up and for ADs, uh, Matt, you know, this it's, um, it's chaotic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's so many moving parts, so many moving pieces from your schedule to your, your travel schedule, to buses, to, you know, all the transportation issues that we deal with um, to, uh, to canceled games, to rescheduled games. So there's so much that falls on our plate and that mm-hmm. um, I need my coaches to be able to take responsibility for their team. And uh, so what does that look like? Um, run your team, um, get out, uh, get out practice and game schedules to your parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a website that's that I keep up with um, that, you know, they're able to go on pantherproud.com, see all the schedules right now. Our fall schedules are all up there. Mm-hmm. So they're able to go and see that. But the more we communicate with parents, just the easier it gets. We can, sure. over, we'll over communicate as much as we can. Um, you know, they'll get the weekly newsletter from, from our, our school week, weekly newsletter. So they'll, there, there's, so many different avenues that our parents are hearing when there's games and when there's practices. Right. Um, and it's so important for our coaches to have that relationship with their parents uh, so that they're able to continue to communicate and answer any questions that they have um, and be prepared. I, I asked my coaches, you know, I'm not coaching for you. I don't have the time to do it. Yeah. Um, you, you have to show up and you have to be prepared. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to see, uh, kids standing around 15 minutes after practice has started 
I want to see them warming up. I want to see them uh, getting ready for games. I want to see you going through drills. You know, whatever you need to do, do not be late to practice. Show up, be prepared, and uh, and have a game plan for what you're going to do that day. Don't I don't want you shooting off the hip. And so, you know, um, and the other thing is have a travel roster. Know who you're taking to games. Um, mm-hmm. Let's not leave any kids behind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we require that if uh, if parents absolutely need to. Uh, bring kids back with them after a game. We have a we have a rule that all kids must travel to the games with the team. But if parents would like to take their kid home with them after, then that's okay. They just have to communicate uh, 24 hours prior to that game, and then to me and the coaches, so that way it's covered. So, sure. as long as as long as my coaches are staying within the parameters of uh, of the school mission um, of the of my parameters as mm-hmm. well. And they're doing those things, then I, Matt, I really stay out of it. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. talk playing time with coaches for the most part. Uh, you know, maybe if <laughs> this hasn't happened much, especially you know in some of our sports because we're still launching and we're, we're getting off the ground. But you know, if we're up big or we're down big, you know, let's get some of those kids some playing experience that that mm-hmm. would normally get get time on the field or court. Um, right. You know, but. For the most part, my coaches do a great job. They know the expectations, sure. and um, I really try and stay out of the day-to-day stuff that they do. Yeah. So a couple of things stand out to me that you said. One is, you know, you want to stay out of, you want to kind of stay out of things and let coaches do what they're supposed to do as long as they're working within the parameters that you give them. And yeah. we've talked, I've talked about that a lot on this show, and, and that's the, the topic of leadership, but equipping, making sure that they're equipped to handle the job that you give them to do, right? right? So yep. empowering, give them tools to empower them to be the leaders that you need them to be as coaches. Yeah. And the other, and I know you're doing a good job at that. And the other thing is communication. Yeah. Like you, you said that a couple of times, that leads me to my next question. Communication is vital communication between yeah. coaches and ADs. And then, and then it trickles down coaches to parents, parents, to players. Yeah. Um, sometimes, sometimes the communication lines are coaches, players to parents, right? Because we want players to, especially the older ones to be responsible and give that information back to their parents sometimes. So um, how do you, how do you establish open lines of communication with your coaches? How do you interact with them? You know, typically how, how often do you talk to them? Just give us a little, a little insight about that. Yeah. Um, You know, it depends. Uh, Everybody's got a different personality. Um, mm-hmm. I have a different personality. You have a different personality, you know? Uh, and so it's, it's really knowing who you're hiring first. It's uh, it's vetting the process, knowing the, um, the, the coach, the man or woman that you're bringing into the, to the job. It's having sure. a sense of who they are initially. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's fostering a relationship with them. It's getting to know them. Um, maybe having, uh, you know, we're going to have an all coaches meeting uh, in August before we kick everything off. And it's, it's, fostering relationship it's being available with them all of my coaches have my cell phone number yeah uh, and so you know uh it, it, different personalities with different coaches you may for me i might talk to uh somebody a whole lot more than somebody else um it, it depends on you know are we in season with them or not um, sure yeah you know um i can tell you like with matt uh, with Matt, the Jesus, my, my men's varsity basketball coach, um, Matt has the boys playing for the most part, almost all summer yeah. uh, in summer league. And so, you know, in communicating with Matt, uh, you know, that's, that's almost year round. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. Yep. 
we're bouncing ideas off each other. We're texting each other. And same with, uh, with coach Duff, my, my girls varsity basketball coach. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, I'm, we're, I'm talking, I'm talking to my coaches to figure out how to beat you guys. So yeah. that's, that's what we're doing. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're, we're playing the, uh, we're playing the schedule game already. <laughs> That's right. Yep. <laughs> so yep. yeah, it's, you know, and that, that brings up a great point too, Matt. It's, um, you know, my coaching background, I love film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I love digging up film. I love watching film. I'll pause yep. it, watch a kid. Um, and, and Matt and Greg are the same way. And, and so, you know, we'll watch film together. <laughs> And we're yes. kind of film yep. junkies, you know. Yep. You you have to love sports to do what we do. Yeah, and you have definitely. To love kids to do what you do, to do what we do. Um, you know, if you're if you're in it for any accolades other than seeing your kids grow and succeed, then I think you're doing it for the wrong reasons. To be mm-hmm. honest. Yeah, no, I agree. And so, yeah, I mean, as an AD, you have to be available to your coaches. You want yep. your coaches to be the best that they can be. And, um, you have to be available to them and give them resources and give them ideas. And, yeah. you know, um, yeah. So there's gotta- no, and in, in my, my perspective and take on that is, you know, you're, to your point, you have to be available to your coaches. There's no, there's no time that I ever feel like I'm off from fielding questions from my coaches. Like yeah. if they, if a coach, if something pops into the head and they want to text me or email me, mm-hmm. I feel like you have to be available all the time, 24 yep. hours a day, seven days a week. Right. Um, you know, and I know, I know that's the way I am. If I, if something comes into my mind, I want to ask them about it right away before I forget about it. So, so that's a good point. Um, it yep. sounds like, yeah, communication is important and just being available to them when they need something, especially during the season. And like you mentioned, for some coaches, I know for me, for a basketball coach and some of my other coaches, we're coaching year round. Like, it might not be in season, but once the season's over, you're talking about off season workouts. You're talking about summer leagues. You're talking about player development. You know, it's like it never ends, man. You know, right. it's it's awesome. just all the time. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and I and I don't mind it. Like I love it. So it, it keeps yeah. me going. So yeah, yeah. Um, coaches and ads, we have different perspectives on things. Sometimes different priorities. Um, what you might feel passionate about the coach might not feel passionate about. So sometimes there might be disagreements there. How do you handle that as an athletic director? Yeah, I think again, it's, um, and that's, that's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) Not to put you on the spot or anything, but you know, (laughs) well, you, you know, um, again, being a sports junkie and, and coaching and just being around sports, um, uh, you know, even at the collegiate level, even though it was division three, I don't want to take anything away from division three because it's super, super mm-hmm. competitive. And, yeah. you know, and, and con- congrats again to John Mack for making the NCAA tournament and, and beating, yeah. uh, beating NYU in that first round. That was awesome. In front yeah. of K, by the way, I don't know if you caught that. I did not uh, know that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. His grandson, his grandson played, played for NYU. Okay. And, and he was in attendance that day when, uh, fantastic. When, yeah, when Jordan hit that, that buzzer beater. Um, anyway, so back to your question. Sorry. Yep. Um, yeah, <laughs> again, it's, it's tough because as an AD, you want to support your coaches and never tear them down and never, never make them feel like they're attacked. First of all, right. you know, at, at our level, we're a small Christian school, right? And most of the folks that are, um, that are coaching for us, this is a, this is a very much a, an opportunity for them to coach and they love what they do. They're skilled at it. We have, I have great, 
qualified mm-hmm. coaches. But it's not, I don't even want to say a part-time job for them because the stipend. No. <laughs> it, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like it's it's not it's not what they're worth. That's for sure. That's a hundred percent correct. Yeah. yeah, and and that's not taking anything away from BCS and what we do because I think we we do what we can mm-hmm. and we probably do more than we more than we should. Yeah, yep. <laughs> you know more than we could, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, and so we take care of our coaches in that regard, um, but it's still not enough. Mm-hmm. And. You know, so I want to support them. I never want to, I never want to attack them. And again, it's knowing the personality of a coach, how to approach that coach and say, you know, Hey, have you thought about doing this? Or have you thought about doing that? Um, you know, what about, um, you know, I noticed that you're running, you know, the motion offense. What about adding this little variant to, to your offense? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or I, I think this, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, you know, it's all, yeah. Now, one thing that I've learned is it's all how you phrase your questions. It's all how you talk to people and it's all how yep. it's knowing your coaches again. I can't say that enough, yeah. but you know, you phrase it in a way that makes them think and it, it makes them think like, Oh, you know, Brian's not sure. He's just asking me a question. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just coming out and Hey, this person or this kid's playing out of position. Uh, <laughs> let's consider moving him to defense. Cause he's a yeah. terrible striker. You know, yeah. Yep. It's, hey, have you thought about um, this scenario? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And maybe so, planting a seed instead of being demanding, just plant a seed and give them something to think about. That's right. A hundred percent. Yeah. And it's, and it's, yeah. Something you mentioned, something you mentioned a little bit earlier, but kind of ties into this. When you talked about hiring the right person for the job as an yeah. athletic director, that's tough sometimes because you, yeah. sometimes you have people that want to do it that you know aren't the right person. Sure. You know, you might have people come and say, Hey, I want to coach this team or that team. There's an opening, mm-hmm. but deep down, you know, maybe that person is not the best person for the job, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, so you pass them up for maybe somebody else who, you know, that you can work well with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that you mesh with a little bit better philosophically. Um, you know, and I think if you're, if you're good at the hiring process, then those yeah. confrontations later on won't come as often and they'll be a lot easier if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, yeah, you're you're 100% correct. And you know, again, it's if a person's interested in the job or interested in being on on a coaching staff, then you know, that could be an opportunity for you to um add a talent maybe that you know, maybe they know the Xs and Os. Mm-hmm. In our case, maybe their faith isn't as strong as you would like for a head coach. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, but maybe there's an opportunity for them to be on the bench or to be an assistant coach, you know, mm-hmm. their job allows them the time to be able to still be around the program. So, you know, in my case, I don't want to turn them completely away, um, yeah. you know, because you still might be able to help your program Sure. Yep. And, and, you know, teach a kid something that maybe the head coach might not be able to. And so, yeah, yeah. And it's this, this profession and uh, just like any other profession and I, you know, I don't want to go on a rant about this at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> or, you, you know, or you can, if you want, Brian, yeah. this, is the, this is the time. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's all about how you talk to people and how you approach people and um, just being personable mm-hmm. and not being a jerk. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I think in society, customer service. And yeah, I think, I think we've lost our way as a society in a lot of ways. And yeah. Um, you know, and so I just try and, and be respectful and treat everybody the same way as much as I can. And, um, never just shoot somebody down, you know, if, if mm-hmm. they've got a good heart 
if they love God, you know, maybe they might not be as strong with X's and O's, but there's still a spot for them. I I can find a place for them. And, but, but at the same time, you're right. We have such a huge responsibility to take care of these kids, take care Mm -hmm. of our programs. Um, You know, we can't recruit. (laughs) No, you're right. We're not not allowed to recruit. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't be right. That's very true. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Very true. Um, So, you know, I always ask myself, well, how can I indirectly recruit? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I'm not going to have conversations with kids. I'm not going yeah. to lure them away from another school because I, right. um, I have, I have higher standards than that. And I'm not going to mm-hmm. be one of those schools, um, you know, but how can I indirectly recruit? And, yeah. and for me, it's, it's having the right people in place. It's having the the high quality coaches in place that are going to take care of the kids and build programs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, making sure that they're, they're resource, that they have everything that they need to be successful. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, uh, and, you know, marketing, <laughs> um, yeah. It's, yeah. it's putting, putting for me, I'm a Nike guy. I love yep. Nike. I'm not going to put my kids in and I don't want to talk down to any other schools by any means. That's not what mm-hmm. I'm doing. This is just me and my personality. Sure. And um, the philosophy of BCS is that we want our kids to feel good when they're playing mm-hmm. because if yep. they feel good. If they look good, they're going to play better. Yeah. Um, yep. And so, you know, um, I'm not going to put an Allison Jersey on my high school varsity basketball team and tell them. To yeah. Go out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I see yeah. that Nike swoosh on your shirt there. Yeah, yeah. I Point taken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, yep. yeah. I think, you know, um, there's there's just so many different aspects that I've learned and I'm still learning, man. I am I am a sponge and that's why I love talking to you and, and other ADs and seeing how they're doing things and, you know, okay, what areas can I improve on? What can mm-hmm. we implement and, uh, and just continue to grow and, and get better? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I'm going to say a word and, a, and then some brief comments after that. And I want you to, to, to comment. Okay. The okay. word is trust. Okay. All right. Trust. How do we as coaches and AD, so from your perspective as an athletic director, build and maintain trust with your coaching staff? Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It, it, again, it's just being available. Mm-hmm. It's, it's answering them questions. It's hearing them. It's, when, when they want to vent, you know, after they've had a tough loss or, yeah. um, or the season's not going the greatest, you know, right. Um, right. You know, we, soccer's brand new to us. Um, mm-hmm. and we had, we had a rough year last year yep. to say the least. And, and, you know, that that's tough on kids. That's tough on coaches. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that are feeling it. And, um, and so, you know, to trust, it's just, it's to be there for the teams. It's to be there for my coaches. Yeah. It's to hear them out. It's to let them talk. Um, you know, it's, but it's also kind of, it's also kind of sifting through that when they're venting, you know, um, okay, they're, they're angry right now. They're upset right now. Uh, they yeah. want to win. Uh, they want to be more competitive, you know, and so it's sifting through, you know, okay, how can I help you? Um, how can we improve? Um, again, it's, it's just being there for them, yeah. hearing them, um, equipping them the best that I can and making sure that, that they have the resources that they need, whether it's equipment or video, mm-hmm. um, film time in a classroom with their team. Um, you know, it's, it's hearing them knowing yeah. that, that I'm going to respond to them, knowing that I'm going to email or text them back. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so, and that's a good, that's a great point. And I think if I could just add, a sliver to that because I think you're basically saying the same thing 
is mm-hmm. them knowing that you have their back when that time comes. Yeah. Like if there's a confrontation, you have their back. You're always going to give them the benefit of the doubt first. Yeah. When there's an angry parent, mm-hmm. um, you're going to have their back with that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's huge for coaches. Like coaches just want to know that you support them. Yeah. And uh, that goes a long ways towards building a trusting relationship between coaches and ADs. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I, when I started at BCS uh, three years ago, the, the mission of the school, um, they really wanted to build competitive programs. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't want, um, you know, they didn't want just 30 kids on a basketball team. Yep. <laughs> Yep. You know, everybody getting playing time. That's not what they wanted. They wanted to move away from, from that idea and, um, and really and make it competitive. And so, well, how do you do that? That means you're going to have to start making cuts. Yep. That means that when you have 30, 37th graders come out for the basketball team, um, we're going to have to make some tough decisions and there's probably sure. going to be some tears that are going to be shed mm-hmm. and some emails that are going to come. And we, you know, we knew that we knew that going into it and, I think the biggest thing, and we've talked about this already, is to communicate with parents. You know that's coming. So get the word out. Hey, remember, these are tryouts. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, not everybody's going to make, make the team. It's just not, sure. you know, Billy yep. might get cut tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, if you communicate, over communicate, um, prior to, instead of being, you never want to be reactive. You want to be proactive. Sure. And, and so if you're proactive, uh, you set the tone, then, um, people know the expectations, they know what's coming. And so it won't be a surprise to them. Yeah. Um, you know, now what do you do when a, when a parent flips out about playing time? <laughs> um, which, that never happens. Oh no, no, never. Not even. <laughs> yet. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, know, you go through the cuts and you still have kids that, you know, they're just, they're not skill wise. They're just not quite there or they're yeah. too young to take on, you know, 17 or 18 year old junior or senior, yeah. um, you know, and, and so again, it's conversations that have happened prior to the season leading up to it. So then you can go back and say, well, do you remember that email, you know, that I sent out, mm-hmm. you know, two weeks before the season started, you know, uh, I have handed out different roles to students, to the kids, yeah. to the players. So they know what role they're going to play. Hey, I need you to be the best bench player this year that you can be. I need you to soak everything up, uh, take everything in, watch the game, see how the game is played. So then that way, when it's your turn to be called upon, it's the old adage, you know, then when, yeah. you, when your number is called, yeah. you're ready to go. Um, right. And so it's, you know, it's having those conversations, but then being able to back it up when those parents do want to complain and say, yeah. well, we let you know that this is happening. Sure. Uh, here's the email. And so, um, yeah, it's, so it's all about it. You have to be proactive with everything. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You mentioned a couple seconds ago, uh, making sure your coaches have the resources that they need to be successful. So you yeah. and I both work at, you know, small Christian schools, people think private school and they think money, that's just not the case. Right. No. Um, we don't have dollars just floating around free yeah. for us to use on whatever. So how, how, what are some things that you're doing to make sure that your coaches have what they need? Maybe not everything that they want, right? Like I want Dr. Dish in my gym. I haven't yeah. gotten it yet. Yeah. Um, I'm working on it, but yeah. we at least try to equip our coaches with the things that they need to be successful. So what are some things you're doing to make sure your coaches have what they need? Yeah. Well, first I want a gym. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> big need. That's a big need, right? It's, it's a big need for us. We, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you know, God is good and he's provided and we're, you know, we're happy and we're going to make use of, um, you know, what he has given us. Yeah. Uh, so we're thankful for that. We're thankful that we have athletics and, um, and, and it's been a ton of fun. So, I, I get creative. Um, yeah. You know, uh, we, we play in a gym that's 25 minutes north of our school mm-hmm. uh, for basketball. It's not ideal, but it's a ton of fun. The atmosphere is incredible. It is. Yep. And, um, you know, I had to to go and find a place that had adequate seating so that our fans could be there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and we have two scoreboards at this gym now <laughs> instead yep. of a TV. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. um, Step, it's, stepping in the right direction for sure. Yeah, it's, you know, it's being creative within your budget. Again, mm-hmm. it's communicating with your head of school, uh, with your with your school board saying, you know, hey, this is an idea. Um, I w- my coaches would love it. We would love it. You know, is this OK? Yeah. Um, uh, as far as other resources, you know, <laughs> maybe I can't buy you 20 basketballs this year, but I can get you 10. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's, um, you know, uh, hey, most of our resources are going to go into uniforms. We're a brand new high school. And so mm-hmm. we spent a lot of money on uniforms the past three years. Yeah. Um, you know, so we're going to have to maybe cut areas, um, cut other areas um, a little short uh, yeah. because of spending money on uniforms to make our kids look good and feel good. Right. Um, and so, you know, Amazon's my best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking for deals. I might even look on eBay. I'm a big eBay guy. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to look around. You you get quotes. You you never settle for the the one bid that you that you come to. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's you yourself have to be resourceful and go out and find the best deals possible. Sure. Uh, and sometimes you, know, you just let people know what you need, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes parents will step up and say, "Hey, I can help with." Uh, donating soccer balls or donating basketballs, or I can give yep. you, you know, I can sponsor a team for uniforms, or if, if I own a business, maybe I can help you out that way. Um, yep. Sometimes just getting the need out there allows, it allows people to help you out, right? Yeah, that that's such a good point. It's, you know, again, being resourceful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's contacting, um, you know, contacting your local business. I don't, I wouldn't go after, you know, the big, the big chains. I wouldn't go after, yep. you know, Buffalo Wild Wings. I wouldn't go after even Chick-fil-A. Right. Uh, you know, I'm going after uh, those businesses that are represented at the school. Maybe, uh, you know, Billy might have a dad that owns a construction company. Yeah. Uh, you know, you reach out to those families who can write that off at the end of the year. Sure. Uh, yeah. Say, hey, would you consider making a $500 donation so that we're able, so Billy can have a soccer ball to kick around, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it, I don't have anybody named Billy that owns a construction company. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I was going to talk to him after this to see what we could do, but I guess not. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's it's things like that. Yeah, you're you're 100 yeah. percent correct. Like knowing you knowing your kids, knowing uh, who you have and who you can reach out to, but don't go to that well constantly. Yeah, it will oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. Um, there's a. Uh, people that are willing to help, but if you tap into that too much, you know, you might lose that for good. So that's a great, that's an excellent point. Um, well, there's, there's, there's a hundred other questions that I could ask you, but I think you've done a great job at um, kind of explaining your role. I think you're doing a great job there at Bethlehem. I appreciate um, your philosophy. I know you and I talk a lot. We've been out to eat together. We've spent time together. I know that um, you are somebody that I would, 
be willing to work uh, side by side with in a, a long term basis. And I appreciate the investment that you're making there. It's making it's making a difference at your school, but it's also making a difference in the lives of young people. It's making a difference in our league. It's strengthening our league. Um, so I appreciate that. Keep up the good work there, Brian, and I uh, hope to see a lot more of you in the days to come. Yeah, Matt, thank you again so much for the opportunity to come on your podcast. Uh, um, I, I, right back at you. I love working with you um, and uh, love the camaraderie and the friendship that we have. And uh, um, we're going to get you this year, though. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> yeah, let's just leave it at that for now. <laughs> <laughs> I see you guys. I see you guys coming up. You're coming up hard in the rearview mirror there. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Real Game. It was a privilege to have my friend Brian on the show with me today. I'd like to leave you today with a quote by Newt Rockney. Newt Rockney was an American football player and a coach at the University of Notre Dame. He led Notre Dame for 13 seasons and accumulated over 100 wins and three national championships. He is regarded as one of the greatest coaches in football history. His quote is this, One man practicing sportsmanship is far better than 50 preaching it. So good luck, coaches, and coach on.